An inspiration to many baseball players here in Alberta, Nicole Lachansky joins us to talk about her career, her retirement, her legacy, and what's to come in life. She is one of Canada's most decorated women's baseball players of all time. A mainstay on the national team for more than 12 years, Nicole Lachansky burst onto the scene in a big way and never let up. She went on to win the Baseball Alberta Bantam Girls Player of the Year in 2005, the Women's Open Player of the Year in, get this, 2006, 2008, 2010, 2012, 2014, and 2017. She represented her country at the Pan Am Games and helped the national team win five Women's Baseball World Cup medals. She was the national team's MVP twice. Earlier this month, the now 29-year-old announced her retirement from the game. The reaction and the tributes continue to pour in for the Edmonton native, who is the focus of this special edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. Here now is Nicole Lachansky. It has really struggled to base it into right field. The second base is going to get over there. Lachansky to make the play, and that ends it. Good range shown by Nicole Lachansky. I thought it was going to squirt into right field, but it didn't. Nicole, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How long has this been in your mind? Is this something that was rolling around for a while, or did it take a little bit of time to kind of conjure up? Um, it's been rolling for a while, but not in its final form. Um, it's like, I've been thinking about it, I started thinking about it uh, two years ago, um, and I didn't really know, but I kind of had it in my head that maybe this would be my last cycle, like World Cup cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course, like you can never fully make the decision at the world cup or right after, because it's just too much emotion and how you played and how your team did. So it took like, I had the idea in my head, but it took like four months ish after I got back to really come to the decision. What kind of prompted that initial thought a couple of years ago? Was it the body? Was it where you were in life? Like what, what's kind of weighed in on, on that final decision? Um, yeah, it was kind of just a bunch of little things all going together. Like, I just started wanting to do other things a lot more. Like, I've always wanted to travel. I've always, I, I've always wanted to do outdoors things and live in a small outdoor center. And um, I was fine. I was always fine with just pushing that to the future and just pushing it, pushing it. And, um slowly it just started inching more and more in that I wanted I really wanted to do those things um more than I necessarily like needed needed to be playing baseball and this has been something too I mean you I think a lot of people look at your age and go how could she even think about it but at the same time baseball has been a big part of your life and in particular on the national stage you've been at it for 13 14 years now yeah so yeah I mean I'm a totally different different person now than I was when I first made it. I feel like that was a lifetime ago um, when I made it at 16, not to mention all the years playing as a kid before that. Um, and I think, too, what people may not realize is um, we don't, like, we don't get paid in any way, so we have our careers on the go. And, like, 29, 
isn't necessarily like the beginning beginning of your career you're really kind of getting into stride and um even for just having families like I don't know if I want to have a family but if I do I don't think I necessarily want to retire at 36 and then go right into kids like mm-hmm. I would rather have I'd, I'd rather like I just thought about it that you know if maybe 36 let's say would be an, a general retirement age for a male athlete in the top of their game um I didn't I, there was a lot that I wanted to do between 29 and 36 and I couldn't do it giving 100 percent to baseball anymore well, and one of the things that I didn't realize until I read your story on the Baseball Canada website is is you've got quite the background when it comes to, I believe it's forestry, isn't it? Yeah, so I have um, my degrees in forestry, and I've been working in the industry uh, since I graduated, except for the one year that I took off just to train full for the fully for the Pan Am Games. Right. Talk a little bit about, you, met, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, but talk a little bit about that uh, idea of when you were 16 and you were just bouncing on that national stage and and the difference between uh the the game now and the game then um i there's a, there's a few differences but the biggest difference is i'd say the competition level in the top 8 or so countries at the world cup um when we with my i wasn't on the team the first year in 2004 but from 2006 Onward for about the next four editions, um, we Canada would have been very, very disappointed without a medal. Like we felt that we fully deserved to be in the top three, and that we were just pushing to get to that top spot. And it was a big disappointment if we didn't make it. Whereas now, the top eight teams that make it to the Super Round are really good, and I still think that we are we should be above those teams. But we can't let down our guard. Whereas before it was like, oh, we really screwed up if we didn't get a medal. Now, you know, you have one off one off moment and suddenly Dominican beats you or Venezuela or Chinese Taipei. And there's just so many more teams now at the top that can really, really provide an interesting tournament. What is it that has allowed for that growth to happen and that the field to be balanced a little bit more? Is it just the the fact that the the tournament has grown and and it has become more of an international game that way, or what's really kind of changed it for for that aspect of it? That's a really good question. I don't really know the full answer. Um, I think we needed some time. I mean, the tournament started in two thousand four, so mm-hmm. it's going to take about ten years for countries even get off the ground and figure out that they can have teams and get, you know, get sanctioned by their national governing body. And um, South America has really come into play. So at those first tournaments, uh, it was Cuba, basically. Right. And now we have, we have a whole row of really good countries that you would traditionally associate being very good at men's baseball that are now, um, starting to have teams. So, um, I mean, I wish I could say that we've had some big grassroots explosion and we've really gone the way of women's hockey. And unfortunately, I don't think we're on, we've started our big explosion yet, but we've just, they've just been around long enough to have, to have those younger those girls who were just young when it was starting now be playing and contributing. How has the game evolved here in Canada or has it? 
Um, we have a U21 Women's Nationals now, which we didn't have when I started. We consistently have six to six plus teams at women at the Women's National Championships, whereas before, some, sometimes there was as few as four teams. When I started, we only ever had a team from Alberta, and we just we just took every Western player on our roster. Um, and now BC has a really strong program. Um, Bantam Nationals, there's, there was a team from every province last year, which was a huge milestone because it was really tough for us to get one from each maritime province uh, actually creating a team. And recently, like the big thing, I think, has been, um, you know, have you ever heard of Toronto Girls Baseball? Mm-hmm. So they've now expanded and they now rebranded as Canadian Girls Baseball and they have leagues in Manitoba, PEI, and Nova Scotia. So they're making their way across the country and I think that will be actually the next huge thing because you won't see it for 10 years, but the girls who are six now that are actually playing in that league will make a big difference. I assume that's probably maybe one of the things that you hope uh, gets to be the growth aspect here in Alberta. And I was wondering, you've seen the game uh, change here in Alberta. How has it in your eyes over the last 16, 17, 18 years? Well, first of all, there's more little teams sprinkled around. So there's a, you know, there's an all-girls mosquito team in Leduc, and there's an all-girls peewee team in this community. And we we not we still haven't graduated to the full league situation but um it was very rare 15 years ago to see a team of all girls playing in a league and now they've corralled those ones that were sprinkled around and put them on teams and been able to keep them involved um and the other thing and maybe because of that um more of the elite girls are staying in baseball uh into the bent and midget and open level. So instead of, you know, we still don't have very many proportionately playing in midget, but the top, the ones that I grew, like that I saw that were good younger, they didn't switch over to softball or just give up baseball and focus on basketball or hockey or, or whatever. They're still, they're really making that push to keep going. Wanted to focus on a little bit of your personal story as well here. And when you look back on the last uh, number of years, especially with Baseball Canada over the last 16, but even beyond that, what sticks out as maybe the, the best memory you're taking away? An individual memory. It's hard. I mean, I just have a good feeling about the whole time. But I said, I think I said in that Baseball Canada story, honestly, one of the best, like I'll never forget it was when, I just first got my name called. They they do it on the website now. They announce the team. But mm-hmm. back in the day, they used to just <laughs> <laughs> hand out the medals and then they would just go on the field and announce names one by one. And just I never thought about anything else for so long, just trying to make that team. And I mean, just to hear your name. And that's sort of what I thought about when I made this retirement decision as well was, that was all I thought about. Like, I just couldn't, when I was 16, I couldn't wait for Christmas to just be over because it meant that it was the new year and it was baseball season year and, like, the days were getting longer. And I just don't think that way anymore. I mean, I love baseball, but I have so many other things in my life and interests and uh, ventures and things I want to do. And so I just, I just really want to leave baseball 
at the highest level and all this effort I put in and just leave it that way and then like move on and be able to put 100% into other things. One of the things that I've noticed is, especially in talking to, to different ladies from here in Alberta, whether it was Madison Willen or Kelsey Lawler. Luch is a big person for me on the baseball diamond. I've had the opportunity to play with her for the past few years and just just to see how much time and dedication she puts in is really, really incredible. And it, uh, it makes you take a look at yourself and see what you're doing to be able to compete and play with her. There's been a few that have, have singled you out as being an inspiration. What does it mean to you to hear those kinds of words, to hear the kinds of tributes that you get from your fellow teammates from here in Alberta and even across the country? Oh, man, it blew me away. I was emotional. Like, I just didn't really think. I just didn't think I would hear that because we're teammates. Like, I always saw us as equals, and um, it just always surprised me when I heard those things. And it was really, really rewarding to know that just in any way I had an impact on them. And um, we, I mean, it hasn't always been easy. Like, it hasn't been, it hasn't been some sort of crazy sob story either, but it it hasn't been easy. Like we, our midget team, we don't have a centralized coach and we practice, we just scrap some field together, whatever field, sometimes it's a freaking soccer field. Like we just, <laughs> we don't even have our own team balls. Sometimes we're just scrounging balls and they're all covered in mud because we can get new ones. And it's like, I just, I'm just happy to know that they know that they don't need all those fancy things and they'll find a way without me. They'll know that like, well, we did it before <laughs> so mm-hmm. we can do it again. And I want their program to grow and, and, and them to have better facilities and, and resources, but just, just sort of that old school thinking of um, we'll do anything and it doesn't matter. We'll make it happen. <laughs> It's one of those things when I saw one of the, the tweets that went out in response to one of the comments we made was, I, I remember, and it was something along the lines of just how gritty you were playing the game. And it, even the outsiders or those who are fans or those who were organizers were giving you the kudos as well. What has that meant to you to just see that side of it where it wasn't just teammates, but even outsiders looking at it and going and appreciating the effort that you put in? Yeah, it was crazy. I just, I did not expect it. It's, we're not (laughs) famous. So it's, it really just blows you away when you realize that people have been watching and noticing and you didn't think they were. And I mean, you're like, I'm old. I've been around for a long time. (laughs) There's like generations of people. I mean, I guess, yeah, 29 doesn't seem that old in men's athletics, but in women's it's just, especially unpaid women's, um, you know, I had messages from people and it was just really rewarding to just even people from different generate, I would say generations of my career. Like these girls that are, that are awesome. Now they're young. They're like from the last third of my career. And I had, you know, messages from people that I played with in high school and things. And I, I, it was just really fun to look back on, um, and not just played with, but like you said, the or, the organizers and um, especially uh, Baseball Alberta even because um, as much as Baseball Canada obviously is really, really important to me, Baseball Alberta just holds a special place in my heart because 
they were there for me before I baseball Canada even knew who I was <laughs> mm-hmm. when I was in Bantam my first year um, with the Bantam girls team and they've been there the whole time supporting our team and trying to get girls and giving um, money towards it and buying you know new uniforms and everything they could for us and just feels really good to be able to represent them. What was the conversation like in talking to those closest to you, whether it was parents or, you know, the the best friends, that kind of thing? What was that conversation like uh, ahead of the announcement? Oh, um, nobody was that surprised. <laughs> I don't know if I let it, if I let it on somehow subconsciously. Um, I told my best friend over the phone and she she actually, she's from Forestry and did a sort of a similar thing a couple of years ago where she quit her job with the city of Edmonton and moved with her husband out to Hornby Island um, and didn't have necessarily a job set up. Or, But she just really, they've always wanted to be out there and they have kind of an arborist background. So she said um, when, when she did that, she had a few um, non-supporters in her life and unfortunately they were sort of close so she said I I, I fully support you and I think it's great and I just want you to be ready in case there are some people who don't support because it may happen Um, but I haven't really experienced that at all almost everyone has said oh you know it's a really sad day and I wish it didn't have to be this way but I like fully understand why and totally wish you the best and you know, you've had a great career and, and you you should be able to just go and enjoy your, your next adventure. I haven't had, I haven't had anyone really that was like super shocked. I guess I just mm-hmm. sort of let it on somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look ahead, I guess, in a sense, is there uh, a Nicole Lachansky still in baseball in the future? I, I look at Baseball Alberta and they, they're they talking about it, uh, launching in early 2019 as Alberta Girls Baseball. And I know there's been coordinator positions created for that. Do you see yourself turning into someone who can mentor down the line or do you want to take a bit of a break from the game before you make that decision? Definitely want to take a break. Um, I just gave so much to it and put so much of my mental energy every day into it. I really need a break. I really am excited. My plans are to um, go traveling with my boyfriend for two months in Europe, and I've actually resigned from my job, so I won't be going uh, back um, after. And we're our plans aren't to live in Edmonton. We're not um, looking to really settle down in Edmonton. So um, I want to be out west and, you know, the forest industry in Alberta is mostly north of Edmonton. So there's opportunities in Hinton. Uh, and after that, it's, it's pretty much BC. So I don't, um, I, I would love to live in Hinton, but I don't know uh, if I'll be in Alberta. Um, so I definitely need that time to do those adventures and, and end up finding a place to live and, and sort of settling in. And I think once that's all settled in, um, then I would love to find a way to contribute. And I don't, I don't think it'll be like some big coach or some big position, um, but just helping grow it, just helping grow it wherever I am. Um, I'm really more of a, I think I'm more of a builder than I am a coach. Right. <laughs> It, it sounds to me anyways, judging by the tone of your voice, is there's a, a certain level of excitement to not having 
your next year planned out or your next three years planned out? Because in baseball, you kind of, like you said, you kind of knew as soon as Boxing Day rolled around that, hey, we're getting that much closer to baseball season. It sounds to me like you're really excited about the opportunity to maybe uh, not know what's in the future for a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just um, have been on the straight and narrow since I was 15, and I don't regret a second of it, and I'm super glad I did it. Um, but I'm really excited to just turn the next chapter, turn the next page because, um, I've, I've really done everything I could and, and I've never taken a break. So, you know, some people, you said to me sort of earlier, like, well, why don't you just take a year off and do your traveling and think about it or whatever. And ah, I would rather have the clean break. I just, I gave everything I could for over half my, yeah, over half my life and missed out on a lot of things by my own choice that I decided to miss out on. And I'm just excited to have, have new things that I'm really uh, excited to get into. What do you want your legacy to be in the eyes of those who've watched you grow and and become the woman you are? Hmm. Uh, I would like the legacy to be that the girls get to, you know, they get to try. They get the opportunity. So let's say in this province, because this is where I played majority of my years, a girl should never have to wonder if she is allowed to play baseball or can play baseball or can make a team. So maybe you, maybe you, can't make the, the Bantam AAA team because you weren't good enough. But I want the, the legacy to be that every girl that wants to try out does try out. And maybe you get cut, but then you go back and, you know, get back to work. But I think that just having played here for so long, I really actually think that's a very rewarding legacy for any girl coming up to be able to point, even if they don't know who I am, it's years and years from now, it will just point to the – the record book and be like, well, no, a female player did this. So that's the precedent. I'm allowed to try out. I'm allowed to be on this team. We're allowed to put a women's team in this league. You know, we're going to form our own women's league under the umbrella of baseball, Alberta, whatever it is. Nicole, congratulations on a wonderful career and a legacy that we're all sure will last forever. Best of luck in whatever the future has in store. And thanks again for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Luchansky's second steal in as many tries. Great wheels. It's safe to say Nicole's name will be synonymous with baseball here in Alberta for a long time to come. That will do it for this special edition of the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to leave us a rating and a review wherever you're downloading the podcast as those added pieces will help us get some more exposure. We will be back in about a week with another episode. Until then, thank you so much for listening and supporting Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast.